What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. I want to welcome you back for another episode. Today, we have a special guest with us. Uh, his name is Charlotte Nunchu, and he is with Mixed Realms. And they are the studio that brought us all Sirento VR. And if you haven't tried it out yet, it's it's so much fun. Uh, it's, it's very unique in terms of its locomotion. I want you to think raw data meets super hot in terms of the bullet time and then uh, think about like ninja locomotion, being able to to jump around and, and slash your enemies from above with um, with with like bullet time. It's it's just it's really cool, and uh, it's it's one of the games right now, one of a kind in the sense that the locomotion is very very unique, and uh, it just adds so much to the gameplay. So uh, we chat with Charlotte, who is the CTO. And uh, we, we really get into it, especially on the technical side. Uh, Charlotte was talking about some of the uh, challenges that they faced and how that locomotion came about and just the, the history of the game and, and where Mixed Realms is looking to go in the future, uh, especially with the game coming out, uh, at least that the announcement was made for the game being fully completed by August of this year. Also, just wanted to share very quickly, uh, because this came actually after we had stopped recording, but Charlotte mentioned to us that they, the team had just brought on Alex Shedlock, uh, who was behind the, the storyline for Solace Project uh, as they are trying to build out their, their own campaign. So really exciting stuff happening right now. The game is obviously still in early access, but it's one of those games that I, I think you would not go wrong with grabbing right now uh, just because there's so much that you can do and it's it's just a lot of fun and it combines the best elements of a lot of different top games. And so, yeah, with that being said, uh, let's just jump straight into the conversation. Charlotte, how you doing, man? Hey, doing good. How about you guys? Doing good. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you? I'm doing well as, uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, Charlotte, we are so excited to have you here on the show today. Um, you are the CTO for Sirento VR, which is just, I, I mean, Ronnie and I have had such a blast playing it. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we'd love to get into it with you, learn a little bit more about how the game came about. And uh, I, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, maybe your role, uh, and talk a little bit more about um, Mixed Realms, like the studio. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm quite excited to listen to this as well. So uh, I'm Charlotte. I am the CTO of Mixed Realms. So uh, we are a pretty small company in Singapore, and uh, we are interested in doing uh, VR games. Uh, we set up this company to specifically focus on uh, VR game development. So I mean, purely we we formed Swagsoft, which is a app, a mobile apps and games company. Uh, but we're thinking of moving away from the mobile marketplace as it's getting a little, uh, I would say, crowded. So we want to try something new, and uh, we're looking at new mediums to focus on, and VR came up as one of them. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I mean, first off, I think you're the first uh, developer or development team that we've spoken to in Singapore. So that's, that's really cool just to see you know, the, the little VR pockets that are developing all around the world. Uh, how, is, how is the scene over there in, in Singapore? Is there a strong uh, VR development community? Yeah, like, this is one of the questions that uh, I can't really answer. It's, it's more of a, a uh, it's more of Eldrick's, uh, I would say Eldrick's specialty. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, no worries. Uh, sorry. No, no, yeah. no. 
you're you're fine. Hopefully we can uh, we can get Aldrich um, on as well sometime. And what what is Aldrich role? Aldrich's role. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, his role is actually um, he does the business side of things. So uh, in terms of uh, like talking to publishers, uh, and getting views for us. So so that's that's basically what he does. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you're the CTO. So let's, let's talk technical stuff then. Uh, you ready, Ronnie? <laughs> sure. Well, I guess, uh, I guess one of the first things, I mean, uh, obviously there are a lot of unique challenges in virtual reality and I feel like, uh, Sirento kind of tends to tackle a lot of those uh, challenges head on with, with, uh, I mean, one of the most uh, standout features is really the the movement system that Sirento uses uh, for players that haven't gotten a chance to really uh, play the, the the early access title yet. Uh, Sirento allows you to basically, you know, be a ninja from the movies, so to speak, and you know, be able to jump in air, jump in air, do double flips or double flips, double jumps. And also slow down time and and use both swords and guns uh, to take out enemies. And so, obviously, with with all of those types of movements at your disposal, I, I think I, I could imagine it being quite a challenge in order to allow players to really, you know, uh, take on that type of movement in a video game. Uh, how 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 was uh, how was it developing? Sirento, uh, and and how have you gone about um, implementing all of those different types of movements? Sure. Uh, so uh, being being a VR game, right? Uh, locomotion is a big part of how the experience plays out. So uh, interesting thing to note is that Sirento um, is known for its like bullet dive, which is like a slow mo jump, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually quite a late addition to the game. Hmm. So in the e iterations of the game. Uh, we only had teleport as a movement mechanic. So it's, it was pretty similar to, to uh, most of the games, the VR games that you see right now in terms of locomotion. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, being a late edit, uh, so, so like one week before the release, right, uh, I was just playing around with all the, the different movement mechanics and I, I, tried, I tried moving the character by tr- using a jump trajectory instead of teleporting the character. And somehow this turned out this this turned out really well. Uh, it, it kind of gave you like that kind of max pain slow mo view. Uh, and although it kind of looks weird to be standing on your two feet and jumping through the air, uh, when you are playing it in the VR headset, right, it feels totally different. Mm-hmm. It kind of puts your brain into thinking that you're actually jumping through the air. So it was quite an interesting addition, uh, last minute addition, so to speak. Wow, that's that's really interesting because, like I said, that was one of the first things when I personally played the game. Immediately, it just felt like such a cool thing to be able to. I mean, you teleportation is always one of those things that I guess you have the leg up on on the AI for. But in this game, in particular, being able to jump over their heads and kind of come down at them with a sword, or or be able to kind of max paint with two pistols and and kind of <laughs> you know. Hey, you really feel like you're getting an advantage from that type of that 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 vantage point. So I thought so that that's actually really interesting. And I guess to follow up on that, I know you know as we mentioned, the game is early access now. I know I know the team is working to uh, add new features to the title. Um, how how does some how how does your development cycle change when you? 
are able to kind of jump upon, uh, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> you know, a new feature like this without really, you know, expecting it. Because it, it sounds like this is such a late addition, but I'm sure you've gotten such great feedback on it. I wonder how that, did that change the way that you started viewing what your future plans would be with the game or? No, uh, from the start, we always wanted to deliver that kind of, you know, epic ninja experience. So uh, in terms of the jump being a late addition, it didn't really uh, sort of delay our schedule. So, uh, because the, the, the core of the movement mechanics was already there, we we're already planning for you to be able to move around this, uh, this huge level, uh, give you a sense of, of being unrestricted and being able to take on your enemies from any angle. So in, in a sense, it, it didn't really impact our, our development. Cool. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, l like Ronnie was saying, he, he's the one who tried the game first and then had told me about it. And um, I, I mean, I haven't really seen another game that has implemented this type of movement and mechanic. And I, I guess I'm just curious what, um, if any, you know, challenges there were in, I guess, delivering that, you know, or developing this type of movement. Um, and I, I the, so the big thing that's coming to mind right now is motion sickness. And if that was ever, I, you know, if that, if that was ever a factor in, you know, certain decisions and how you went about that. And, and the thing is, you know, for me, I, I'm not going to say I prefer teleport, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to deny that teleportation is much easier on the stomach. Um, but the thing is, you know, after trying this game out, I feel like I have a, I have a pretty strong VR stomach now, and uh, I, I didn't have any issues, and, and, and I found that actually quite surprising, being able to jump through the air. So I'm just curious if there was anything that you guys focused on in the back end to make sure stuff like that didn't, you know, come up. Uh, uh, motion sickness is actually quite a big factor, uh, not just in, in our game, but in a lot of VR games in general. Uh, when we added in the jump, we... We were quite concerned that uh, players would just uh, try it for the first five minutes and then they'll put it down and say, this game is definitely not for me. Uh, it, it makes me sick, it makes me want to puke. Uh, so to, to address this issue, we actually added in uh, an option to switch between just teleporting and having the option to jump around. So, so we're, think we're thinking that um, being able to give these options to players would uh, help ease them into into the mechanics. And I think a lot of VR games out there, they are also moving towards giving players more options. Uh, I mean, VR is a very subjective experience and every, every person takes, um, every person has a different uh, threshold for you know, motion sickness. So yeah, that's true. we think that it's important to give uh, options for that. Speaking speaking about options and player choice, one of the cool things about Sirento is you know being able to switch from from hand to hand you know sword combat to uh, gunplay and and one of the things I noticed that's that's interesting about Sirento, uh, I mean some other games do it too, but uh, I, I noticed it right away because of the slow motion how you guys uh, model projectiles you know all of the gunfires are. Are, are unique bullets that are then you know hitting the hitting the enemies and I was just kind of wondering um, it, whether there were particular challenges in VR um, when trying to uh, 
you know, model objects that way and uh, specifically with projectiles. And then also whether there was any kind of challenges uh, for implementing, you know, hand-to-hand combat um, as well as the projectiles and kind of balancing the two. Uh, okay, for output, because you see all these project- projectiles in the game, right? Uh, it was actually kind of inspired by uh, Super Hot. If you played that game, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm well aware. Yeah, so so you know there's, there's this whole slow mo thing going on in Super Hot. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like the, the the fact that you can see the bullet trails like flying whizzing by you, and you know being able to dodge them. So so we think that um, the the trails uh, they improve the experience somewhat. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. Um, I'm trying to think uh, of... So, so you're asking about the physics as well, right? Yeah, no, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. in combination. And and I haven't actually played super hot in VR. Um, I, I don't know if, if the projectile system and like the way that stuff works, if it is more challenging in VR or not. Um, but I just, just one of the things that I noticed was just, you know, kind of how that... The hitboxes were like, I mean, it's very different when you when you attack an enemy with a sword, especially in VR versus like far away projectile type stuff. And I was just wondering how, yeah, like you said, with the physics system and, and the hit, hit detection and all of that, kind of how you balance the difference between those two types of uh, those weapon inputs. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, can you break up that question for me? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess, yeah. you, however you want to tackle it, because it's possible that I'm, I'm going across this. I'm looking at this problem from, you know, a, a way that doesn't really make sense. But I, I th- like, part of what I, I was kind of trying to get at was, um, I guess, I guess how the physics system works. And then also, if there's any differences in implementation in, in or challenges in implementing the hand-to-hand weapons versus the uh, the the guns and and the projectile-based uh, weapons using that system. So I uh, I mean, doing guns in VR is a lot easier than doing you know hand-to-hand weapons. Because uh, when I'm talking about hand-to-hand weapons. Uh, we have to think about things like how fast the user is swinging the sword. So, so you know, sometimes you, you tend to get uh, players who just like swing the sword out in front of them in like small little arcs. You get what I mean? Sure, like just kind of waving your hand around. Yeah, exactly. Just waving it in front of you. So, um, being able to account for that is is the challenge itself. Um, in our first early access build, we we didn't really account for that. So, uh, most of the players uh, commented that. Uh, the, the sword felt really overpowered because uh, you could just like poke them and and you do the full amount of damage. So uh, in the subsequent builds, we, we tried to address this by implementing uh, a minimum velocity that you had to swing your sword. But uh, this was was good in that it addressed the issue, but it was also bad in the sense that uh, there were cases where the player didn't swing the sword fast enough or hard enough and it wouldn't register a hit. So in uh, right now, I'm uh, we're about to push out the next update, and in this coming update, um, the damage of the sword is tied to how fast you're swinging it, instead of matching a minimum velocity. Oh, so that's it, really cool. It, hopefully, it will make the experience much better. Hmm. Very interesting. 
No, I, I like that. I mean, I, I was just going to say, um, I mean, the, the way that the physics works, and especially with the bullet trails, it, it does add that, that level of, um, I don't want to say immersion because I, I overuse that word, but it, it just, it, it really enhances the experience. Uh, and I think the way that it did for me was being able to, it, it's almost like it helps you aim because you can see where you're shooting uh, and especially in bullet time, that allows you to quickly make adjustments, uh, whereas in other games, you may not be able to see that as clearly. And so I don't know, I'm not trying to say that it makes it easier, but I feel like it actually makes the game more enjoyable in that sense. Yeah, of course, you know, we're trying to straddle the line between uh, realistic and fun. Uh, so if you wanted to, to make it like super realistic, you wouldn't be able to see the bullet trail. And that kind of makes aiming a little, little harder. Uh, have you played uh, Arizona Sunshine, for instance? Yeah, uh, we have. Um, yes, <laughs> that one's definitely more difficult. I, I get what you're saying. And that's that's an interesting concept that you bring up, too, in terms of being able to to balance the fun element versus the, the realism. I mean, obviously, what makes VR so special is the fact that it, it brings that realism to life in a certain sense, but being able to still make it uh, in, an enjoyable experience and something that people can still easily grasp onto uh, is is a, is a great point, and I think um, you know having those bullet trails is just uh, the perfect example of of doing just that. Yeah, because I mean, we are doing a we're trying to do a fast paced game, right? Uh, but at the same time, we want to retain that epic, you know, ninja feeling. Uh, it's, it's it's so so it's something that we have to consider when we when we put in the bullet trails. So, so quick question on that, actually, because it's something that, I mean, clearly uh, you guys are on the right track as far as like, uh, as far as the action hero, you know, like fast paced ninja kind of, you know, idea. Did you guys ever consider doing anything uh, slower paced or kind of stealthy? Because part, some of the mechanics feel like they could also, like, it's interesting. It works so well in kind of the action movie sense of slow-mo kind of slicing guys down and and you know raining down a barrage of bullets but then you could also see the mechanics working where you know you gain a vantage point the enemies can't see you you kind of sneak up and and kind of get i'm just curious if you guys had (laughs) ever if you guys like what your initial inspiration was and if you ever considered going any kind of different directions when you were you know coming up with your ideas yeah, a lot of players have been asking us about that, like whether there will be a kind of stealth mechanic uh, in the game. And the interesting thing is that uh, in the early in the early days of Sarando, it was actually designed as a more of a stealth game and less of an action game. So uh, over the, the development process, it actually evolved into what it is right now. So uh, in the early iterations, uh, you would be a ninja and you. Uh, you replace in this environment where you have to sneak around and and try and take out your enemies silently, and you'll be able to sort of like it's kind of like playing a thief game but in VR. Gotcha. Okay, but but then it developed into this more like frenetic and fast-paced action environment. Yeah, uh, by your, if you're asking if uh, we plan to add in stealth mechanics, it's definitely something in the pipeline. Uh, gotcha. And okay. Yeah, but it, uh, it involves some changes to the AI, which we are still working on. Yeah, in terms of the AI, actually, what I, I, I think I read somewhere that you guys were working on 
on on you know a, a number of things um, moving from er, from early access to the final product. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges with AI, and what are some of the uh, of the uh, what are some of the things that you hope to accomplish with building the AI uh, uh, further? I think one of the challenges of AI is that it's not just AI by itself, but it's something that's tied to a lot of uh, components of the game. For instance, uh, how the level is designed, mm-hmm. uh, how the level is together, uh, things like the difficulty mechanics. So it's something that we we have to balance out and something that is tied to all these different components. So it's not an easy change to make. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm saying is that it's, it's something that will take some time to work through. And uh, we're also thinking of adding in more, I mean, we're planning to add in more enemies. So it's something that will develop along the way. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I mean, that that seems like a, a normal, I guess, progression for, for the game as it goes along. I, I'm curious, and uh, I, I actually want to reference uh, the announcement that was made on the PR Newswire about uh, Sirento, and that's the fact that you guys are working on, uh, or at least announced that you know the, there'll be a, a full-length game, game, and this will be developed into a full-length game. And uh, earlier in the, the interview, you mentioned um, that you guys were working on certain updates. So I'm just curious, because I know the timeline is to try and get it out by late summer or August. And uh, I, so I'm just curious, like, what... What does this look like for you guys, I guess, for the next six months? Will you be push, pushing out regular updates or will there be, um, you know, just kind of like a, a massive final update once the game gets to the, the level that you guys are, are, are hoping to get it to? Uh, okay. Uh, right now we are following kind of like, you know, a, a big patch followed by subsequent small patches. So in the, in the big patches, we will include all, like, all the major, major breaking changes. And uh, and then we we'll follow up with uh, fixes for that. So um, maybe maybe a month between the big patches, and then, uh, you know days or weeks between the smaller patches. So that's a kind of uh, schedule we have to follow. Okay, cool. I, and I guess just out of curiosity, if you're, I guess if this is something that's even applicable, um, has there been any player or user feedback uh, that? you guys have received that was something like a, almost like a no brainer where it's just like, Oh my gosh, how come we didn't think about this? Or this is such a great idea. Let's implement this in. Uh, I, I'm just curious cause uh, obviously there's such a big community around this game already. Uh, so, you know, has, has the feedback guided or provided any direction to, you know, where the, the full game is eventually going to end up? Yeah. A lot of, uh, the, uh, a lot of comments that we've received have been quite on the nose, uh, in terms of how we plan to, in terms of where we plan to take this game, so I think you guys would be pleasantly surprised to, to play the final game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited. We'll yeah, just keep, no, we'll keep I'm, it a surprise, right? I'm, I'm very excited. Um. Well, so I if if we can transition away from from Sirento for a little bit, uh, I'm just curious about uh, VR development in general and. Maybe, yeah, you know, the thing is like with the developers that we talked to, you guys have such a unique experience. Uh, I'm just curious what, you know, what is your one wish for VR? You know, that could be hardware, that could be software. uh, And we usually frame this question in the context of, uh, you know, if you were the the CEO of one of these top companies like uh, HTC or or Oculus, you know, where where would you be 
focusing your time, energy, and resources? You know, what's what do you think is the next big thing for VR and where everyone should be looking? Or at least what's what's one wish for you? So I mean, um, right now, I'm just hoping for a growth in the VR ecosystem. Uh, as mentioned before, uh, we used to be a mobile app and games company before we became a VR games company. So, uh, so when we talk about VR, we're not just looking at it from a games perspective, but we are also looking at it from, uh, the, uh, from other industries such as like medical industry, uh, entertainment, or even uh, education. So we feel that VR has like uh, a really strong potential in a lot of all these different industries. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of a chicken and egg problem where if you don't, if you don't have the, the content producers, there's no reason to, to push out more hardware. So it's kind of a concert, uh, kind of a concerted effort between the two of them. Gotcha. No, I, that that makes sense, and that's actually brings up a, a good point that Ronnie and I have been discussing. Um, just because you know, like you said, VR it's it's going to revolutionize quite a few industries, and I mean, uh, I like the parallel that you gave in terms of uh, mobile apps. Just because you know, there, there's mobile apps that deal with health, that deal with um, you know scheduling and calendars. Uh, you know, uh, there's obviously games, but it's going to be it's going to be really fascinating to see how VR you know maybe disrupts some of these other areas and you know ultimately helps optimize um, you know certain other things. And yeah, I, I mean one of the big things that we've seen already is just how it's been used on the medical side. But is I mean is that something that you and your team would be focused on in terms of branching out into other areas or is is gaming the the focus i mean obviously the game is going to be the focus for the next you know six to eight months or so with sirento but um moving forward is, is that something that you personally or you know you professionally with the rest of the team would be interested in branching out into okay um well i can only speak on behalf of uh mixed realms uh seems to be other sort of like the gaming division of the company. So we'll definitely be focusing on Sirento VR for the next few months. And uh, beyond that, uh, more VR games. But on Strexoft, which is the app side, uh, we're definitely looking to, 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 to expand, <laughs> expand in the, the industry in the area. Gotcha. Okay. Well, no, that, that makes sense. I mean, we, we definitely want some more VR games, so please don't stop. Yeah, and I and I was just curious along those same lines. Um, is it is it quite a quite a bit different to develop uh, a game for the VR systems that are out right now um, as compared to mobile? Because earlier you spoke about kind of the oversaturation of the mobile market to some extent, and I would imagine this particularly when it comes to games. Um, you know, on one hand, you have the the huge user base of uh, uh, that mobile platforms bring to the table, but on the other hand, then you have to worry about you know the oversaturation and finding a way to to stand out from all those other apps out there. Um, whereas I feel like VR, in some sense, is kind of the opposite problem, where the the user base is quite small, um, but at least right now it's less saturated and there's less you know, products out there to kind of differentiate yourself from. I'm just curious, uh, you know, how has it been, uh, you know, developing uh, a game, you know, for the Steam platform and, uh, and, and, and what's it been like? Uh, wh what are some of the, the, the positive aspects of releasing a game early access? 
uh, okay, um, you know, for, for a mobile title, things are a lot simpler uh, in the sense that um, the scope of the game can be a lot smaller. Mm. And, uh, but at the same time, it's also more challenging in the sense that you have to make the game compatible with all the different devices out there. Mm. Uh, but going into uh, Steam and VR, uh, we find that there's a lot more, uh, more, more freedom in the sense that anyone who is VR ready is uh, they they pretty much have a, like, for example a decent graphics card, a decent rig. So we have some we have some space to play around with uh, making with, with the mechanics and, and making the game good. So uh, in terms of the experience that we want to deliver, uh, VR is just something that's entirely new and different and uh, immersive. So it, it, it's different in that sense. Yeah. Okay, very, very cool. I, so I, I I know we're talking about VR and I pivoted away from the game, but I, I actually want to get back to it real quick um, just because one of the other things that I remembered from the, the announcement on the PR Newswire was uh, the, the multiplayer aspect that you guys were hoping to introduce. I, I, just as a, a fan of the game, uh, is there any timetable that you can give us or is that still something that is uh, in the works? Yeah, co-op was something that we wanted to add in from the very beginning. But as you know, uh, doing a, a VR game right now is, is kind of risky for sort of indie developers. I, I, I mean, we consider ourselves pretty indie. So uh, for us, it's a pleasant surprise that with all the, the, the help from the community, we're able to, uh, to include this in our, in our schedule. So in terms of the timeline, uh, we are looking at maybe, uh, maybe May, sometime around May, something playable. Oh, okay. Well, we, I mean, we, we won't hold you to that, of course. But, I mean, <laughs> but that's really exciting because, yeah. yeah, I can only imagine how much fun it'll be to to, to, to play with your friends and, and all of the, like you were saying, all of the different options with locomotion and combat, um, having being able to, to mess around in co-op and have players that use different, you know, different approaches to situations will be a lot of fun to watch. Sure. I mean, I, I, mean, like I played uh, co-op on games like uh, Raw Data, and Arizona Sunshine, mm-hmm. and the experience—I would say magical. No, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I had one of my earliest, uh, my earliest co-op moments in Raw Data, I didn't really know a hundred percent what I was doing, and it was so cool to be able to kind of interact with someone in real time and really have someone kind of you know show me the ropes in a game where I felt like someone was literally in the game with me, kind of showing me how to do things as as we went along. It was kind of it, 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 I, I feel like in general VR experiences uh, with co-op and, and multiplayer experiences are just in so, some ways so magical. Yeah, so, and you don't, yeah, and you don't even need good graphics to, to experience this. Mm-hmm. For example, like yep. uh, in climbing uh, or rec room. Yeah, I mean, you just need a good mechanic to be able to experience that magic. No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's actually really incredible how much of a social experience VR has become now with a lot of these multiplayer or co-op games. I mean, just like what Ronnie was talking about, it's it's you feel like the person's there right next to you, and it just adds this this total uh, you know new dimension to to certain games, being able to strategize and and you know play off of one another using using the strengths and weaknesses and you know things like that. So uh, you know, Sirento. You know, we've mentioned games like Raw Data and Arizona Sunshine already, but you know, Sirento, I feel like is 
is even crazier, fast paced. I love the frenetic uh, chaos of it. And, you know, being able to do that with at least one other person, maybe, I don't know how many um, would be in the co-op in the future, but, you know, just being able to do that with other people, I think would add a whole new element that, um, you know, would, would add so much, I guess, replayability. Not, not that the game isn't replayable now, it definitely is, but, um, you know, there's, there's just this, this element of being able to experience it again and again uh, with other new people. Sure, and, and talking about the future of Sirentopia, uh, in terms of the co-op, we, we wanted to implement something like a, a kind of an end game. So uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a feature where you, you, you choose to begin a new campaign and the game generates like a series of uh, maps. Uh, so, so these maps will be randomly generated, as I said, and they also have uh, different properties for instance, like, you know, maybe the enemies have more health or you can't use guns in this level or you have to be totally silent in this level. So there are different goals for each map. And, and if you're able to complete this entire series of uh, maps, uh, you'll sort of get a big reward at the end. Yeah. So that's, we think that this would... Yeah, yeah that, 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 this would, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, we think that this would be great for a co-op game. No, that, that sounds very, very fun. So that's yeah, I, that I'm super, and and that's that's part of what you guys are working on right now. Yes. Very cool, man. Um, well, I, Charles, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, we only have, uh, I guess, maybe one or two more questions for you, if that's okay. Um, well, so the the first one uh, is, well, I guess we know when when the date for um, Sirento VR, at least the full. The full game is, you know, hoping to come out in August, but I don't know if you are able to speak to the future of uh, Mixed Realms and, you know, maybe other other games that you guys have in the works. I know this is kind of putting the, the horse before the cart, but, um, you know, just, j just curious now that that the game has been out for a little bit and that you've been able to see some of the other uh, some of the other games that have been successful or, you know, if there are any other ideas, have you started working on on new new ideas or is... Um, you know, I guess I'm just curious what the future of the studio looks like in terms of branching out into different types of games, different types of experiences. Uh, right now, we are we are like 100% focused on completing Scientro VR, and we will continue to do so until we actually release the final product. But in terms of uh, what we have beyond that, uh, we have some ambitious plans. Uh, but I think we're not ready to review it just yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's that's fair. I, I, I didn't want uh, I didn't want you to spill anything that you weren't uh, supposed to, but I figured it might just be worth asking. Just just since there's there's so much coming out now, and there's you know it, it seems like a lot of these indie experiences are really redefining uh, how people interact in and inside of VR. So I was just curious if there was anything that had fascinated the team enough to to maybe explore in a future title. But that's that's totally fair. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that one there. We recognize that uh, uh, VR is a very social experience, and we definitely want to focus more on that social aspect in the future. Very cool, but, and, but in a context, yeah, yeah, no, and and we're super excited. Everything that you said about uh, about co-op and siren, I think. Anyone that plays the game and sees kind of the gameplay systems that are that are in motion in that game uh, would recognize how much potential there is 
to then add the human element of interact. Because, I mean, like you were saying before, there's so many challenges with AI and and really, and obviously you guys are going to be working to improve the AI and add in new uh, new enemies and all that sort of thing. But uh, to some extent, you know, there's, there's no real substitution for uh, human-to-human interaction. And, and, and I can't wait to see what that looks like in Sirento. Uh, so, I mean, if you play um, all, all the great PC games out there, like um, Left 4 Dead comes to mind. Uh, I mean, the experience is just totally different playing alone and playing with a couple of friends. Yep. And I think that would translate really well into, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And that's, and some of the things that you mentioned just about how, I mean, I think, I know you say that your, your future plans are ambitious, but I think really uh, the plan, the, the types of things that you, you're talking about implementing into Sirento itself are, are very ambitious. They're really, I can't think of any, uh, any, any co-op game that's out right now that has, has so much in terms of, uh, you know, you know, talking about procedurally generated levels and, and different, uh, tiers of challenges and kind of almost an end game, uh, that you can work on with your friend. I mean, all of those things sound, I, I can't wait. And I, and I, and I, I think I'm speaking for myself and Zane that, you know, we look forward to playing together and, and kind of seeing what you guys come up with. So, uh, I mean, uh, regarding this point, I think that there's a lot of VR games out there, but a lot of them are kind of like short one-off experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's something that we wanted to change with Siren. Uh, that's why we implemented the loot system. Uh, which takes a lot of inspiration from games like Diablo and Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we want the players to be able to keep coming back and you know um, be able to. I, we're actually thinking of being able to trade uh, items with your friends in the future. Hmm. So that's this element where where, where you want your, you want to be able to play co-op with your friends and share the good loot. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, like Ronnie said, we're just really excited to see where this game goes. I, you know, it's, it's only been out for a couple of months, but you know, in, in those couple of months, it's already, um, you know, revolutionized a lot of the, the type of gameplays that we really enjoy. So, uh, you know, best of luck on where it's going. And I, I guess the last question is, is really just, um, I guess a, a shameless plug opportunity for you and, you know, for, for the people who really enjoy the game, uh, if you want to give them any way to, to get in touch with you, to provide feedback or things like that, what's, what's the best way that people can connect uh, with you or, you know, with, with Mixed Realms and the studio? Sure. I mean, you can just drop us an email at uh, info at mixedrealms.com uh, or you can, you know, visit our Steam discussion board. Uh, we have quite a big community going on there and we, I mean, we reply to your post like within a day. So if you've got something to <laughs> say, or any feedback or comments, just leave it there. Absolutely. And, yeah. No, yeah, that, that was a quick turnaround, and I, I, I'm glad. Even with the time differences, we were able to to get on the on the call with you guys. Um, just because, like I said, it's it's a game that Ronnie and I have really enjoyed, and I know that there are many other people out there who who feel the same way. So, um, Charlotte, thank you so much. We really do appreciate the time. All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure.